ready or not, it's on like Donkey Kong. Hey, good morning. This is Sharon Lee Zapata, and I am the co-host. No, I'm not the co-host. I am the host. The one and only. Fuck them all. <laughs> it's ready. The vodka kicked in. Okay, so I'm the host of Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me, and that's the same title of my book that's on Amazon. And uh, we're going to have a commercial in here later on, but I'm, I'm just going to get to it. I have an amazing guest, friend, I haven't seen in probably six years. And I've been watching in person. You in person. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. On social media, we 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 stay. Thank you for social media. Mm-hmm. But I have none other than Mitch Gonzalez. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so we were just talking and having some good conversation here. We had um, I, I don't know. You were just uh, tell the audience what happened when you walked in because that was that's where it started. Like, how did you feel when you walked in? So, first off, I'm just like super amazed by this location. Right, mm. like I had no idea. The whole building, yeah, just everything. It's just the creativity just started like popping off right off the bat, and and then just being able to see the space and kind of get comfortable. And you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to looking to, forward to, to, to talking to, about yeah I'm all kinds of stuff, everything. So um, I cannot even remember Mitch where I met you, but we met. So do, do we know where we met or how we met? I know that we met through a, a mutual friend, and I remember that we were at Hotel Grand Duca. And we were sharing some cookies, and you were like, "These cookies are amazing." The place lets us meet here and have oh, yes. meetings. Oh my god, that was a hundred years ago. Yep. <gasps> oh my goodness, and I just knew you were into cigars, and so we're gonna get to it because I asked the two questions: Who are you, and what do you do? But please let our audience know about your cigar lineage and your <laughs> your history, because that was that's mind blowing. Well, yeah. So, um, and so who are you? Yeah. So um, my name is Mitch Gonzalez, and I am a business growth strategist, mm-hmm. um, a consultant and coach, um, depending on the, the needs uh, of the people that I work with. But I've been um, in the sales and marketing uh, arena for about 23 years. Mm-hmm. 20, um, I actually started um, kind of my entrepreneurial um, career when I was 12 years old. I'm born and raised in Miami. Okay. Okay, Miami, okay. Florida. <clears throat> and um, at about 12 and 13 years old, I started helping throw parties and events. At 12? Oh, yes. What kind of parties do 12-year-olds have? <laughs> so let's let's take this back. This is and By Miami. the way, we're eating, what are these fishy things? What they're great. They're like, uh, they're the, like adult goldfish. The goldfish. <laughs> okay, 12-year-olds would eat these. Okay, okay. So, um, so let's take this back, right? It's Miami, uh, <laughs> 80s in okay. Miami. And so um, for anybody that, that, that is from Miami or, you know, has, has spent time there, they understand, like, um, there's really not, it's not like any other place in, in no. the country, right? right. And so you are um, living at a very accelerated rate down there (laughs) and most people are doing that for a lot of different reasons right especially the 80s in miami and so um drugs yeah those were around of course those were around and they're still around yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, and so um you know i just i had an older sister um and she was you know voted most friendliest and she was like super popular and you know, she's just a really cool, cool Aww, person. Cool. Um, and so we always had, a, you know, groups of, of older friends and this like kind of like popular group hanging around the house. And and so they were, you know, they, they brought me right in to, they were, they were really so the, cool with me. The cool kids. 
the cool kids and just kind of kids <laughs> that were just, you know, this was, uh, you know, high style, a lot of like music, um, oh. you know, and so there was a lot of DJs involved, um, you know. Uh, At 12? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't oh, know yeah. what Okay, we got to. Yeah, a lot I have of another question, but go ahead. Yeah. A lot of uh, I was doing a lot of you were, art. You were advanced for your age, I can tell. Yes, yes, uh, mm-mm, somewhat, mm-mm, somewhat. Mm-mm. <laughs> because I have an eleven-year-old son, and I can't imagine him being correct. <laughs> correct. Well, you know, and I have I have my my kids too are, are older now, and and I have a small one, and and they definitely didn't go down that that same route. That same route. Um, but yeah, so I was. I was 12 years old and I was asked to help promote a party um, just because of kind of the network that I knew at the time. Okay. Um, And what was interesting, you know, now that I think back of it being so many years into marketing and all that, I kept a phone number list in my pocket, you know, like in my, in my, uh, now this is before cell phones, dude. Cause it was, this, this is, page, we're pages, talking about, pages. yeah, we're talking about even before, right, right when, right when the Motorola gray big pager yes. came out. Yes. I had one. Okay. okay. So that's okay. that we're talking about back then. For some of y'all don't understand <laughs> this. <laughs> there was a machine that you would hold and that would only get numbers and you like would send dr- codes on it. It looked like a garage door opener in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> So people, they, you know, they were like, hey, we were throwing this party, um, and it was in the, uh, kind of in the country part. I, I, I grew up in two, I grew up in Little Havana mm-hmm. area of Miami, like uh, the Miami proper. Mm-hmm. And then I, we moved down to an area called Cutler Ridge, which is a southern, in the southern part of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so down there was a little more suburban, mm-hmm. so less rules, less eyes on you so the kids were you know it was the 80s everyone was able to like just oh, get on their bikes crazy. and go and did you have crazy hair in the 80s oh i had um so i had everything <laughs> so i you know i grew up with a hairstylist as my as my godmother um and she was you know super progressive just a really cool thing and I, i'd go to the, that like that flock of seagull looking kind of hair so i had mainly for the, back then i had kind of that spiky Hair shaved on the side. I had a tail for a little bit. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was break dancing, and it was. Uh, it was little Mitch. Little Mitch. My mom definitely was not too happy with my haircuts, unless I, you know, unless I did just something traditional. But, but yeah. So it, we get invited to stuff like that. I ended up um, throwing, um, you know, bringing my friends to this party out in the middle of um, an area called like this like South Dade area and. Um, a lot of ranches and stuff there. And back then, you had, you know, deals and oh, yeah. family members that, you know, ran into a lot of money mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. And so they had these big ranches and they would just let us, you know, let, let people throw parties on there. And uh, the first party that I did that I brought people to was a phone party. You remember those things? No, I didn't have a phone party. Oh my gosh, these things were like... I was working, I'm just kidding. Okay, these <laughs> things were like... A uh, party? Yeah, like you'd, you'd have a party and they'd put these like little uh, plywood walls all around, right? Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. DJ would be in there and then they would just throw these like foam... Oh, foam! I thought you said phones. No, like no, phone. no, no, no. Oh, hell yeah, I've been to a phone party. Okay, so... <gasps> So that's that was my 12-year-old initiation into the party scene oh in God. Miami. Those are crazy fun. Um, and you know, from that point on, I kind of stayed in the 
party promoting party um, and and party doing that kind of thing um, all the way up until I left Miami in 2009, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Not too long ago, actually, because that's not too long ago. Oh, it feels like forever. Ah. Okay, because, it, yeah. So that that experience as a young kid, promoting, and it's actually marketing. I mean, you're, you're thinking about it, that the marketing bug bit you. Correct. Well, I think one of the, you know, when I look back at it now, I had uh, this paper, right? This like the spreadsheet, basically, uh-huh. and it had everybody's name on it, and I had it segmented by music type, right? So... These people were house music only, and oh, these wow. people were hip hop, and then I had some rock. So that's your analytics, right? And I would oh my segment God. my group there, <laughs> and I would get somebody would say, "Hey, Dude. we're doing this kind of party. Can you bring this group?" I'd be like, "Yeah, I'll send a, a message to these people." Your, call that them was up. your Google ad. Yeah, that was Google. back in the day. Wow, that was that's back brilliant. in the day. Yeah, well, so, <laughs> it was something. It, it was, was something. Yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't. Well, I think it's brilliant. So fast forward. What are, well, you've done a lot, I know, because we haven't seen each other in a while, but where are you at now? Or is there any little things you want to squeeze in there? Because I know there's a lot of adventures of Little Mitch. There was so <laughs> many, yeah, it, uh, so many we could, we could oh, spend. Oh, the Scarb family business. So yeah. my family, um, you know, they were from Key West mm-hmm. when my great-grandfather I was actually born in Key West. Okay. Um, and that was back in 1901 when you would have ferries going back and forth from Havana to Miami or to Key West. Wow. Um, and that's how a lot of people came to Florida and you'd have like the 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 big cigar kind of um, industry in Tampa, right? Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. still to this day is, is a big deal. And, um, and so that was kind of, my family was involved with that, you know, in the factories a long time ago. And then I had, um, and then I had other family members and then, very close friends that you know would see what I would be doing with the parties you know because eventually I, I ended up um, <clears throat> another thing right growing up in Miami you've got about 10 jobs right so you're oh, yeah. throwing parties you're working in corporate America during the day you've got a lot of different um, hats that you're you wear hustling. yeah you're hustling all day long mm-hmm. I mean that's Rick Ross right right, right? and yeah. so um, <laughs> you know and that's basically what you have there and it's a very um, uh, you know, it, it's very familiar to the people from down there that right. that happens. That work ethic, yeah. Yeah, and so you're just kind of on on at all times, and um, and the cigar thing really just kind of blew up for me um, in the early, you know, late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, we just started, you know, I started getting picked up by different companies that wanted me to help them grow their business. You know, these are family families and family-run operations for the most part. Um, and so I just kind of like, you know, started getting my more of my digital marketing chops started right. happening right. in in you know the late late 90s and right. early 2000s and um, and so I did I was doing that and and that really helped me you know when you have cigars on on tap Right? right, then, then you know, a lot of different opportunities start opening Heck up for yeah. you, right? So that was kind of cool. they weren't rolled in hemp or any CBD. In no, they weren't. Right. No, these were these were the these were the the puros of mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Do you see the cigar boxes that I have I here? Love it. They I are love from it. they're from Dominica. Yep. No, so yeah. Yeah. So we had um, uh, 
a factory in Santo Domingo mm-hmm. that we would do private labeling for. Yeah. Um, and then we had, um, and then I partnered with this group, uh, this family, and it, this was like so much fun. And they were, they had a factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Wow. And just amazing, amazing cigars. And so that also helps, right? Because you, you're, I was putting out very high quality, you know, cigars mm-hmm. and that helped me, you know, put together some really high end events. I started doing a lot of yacht parties and all that. At the same time, and how old were you when this was going on? Because you're no longer 12. Now you're what? Yeah, 17, no. So, 18? so basically, yeah. I, I mean, you know, growing up, uh, I was doing the party thing, and then when I was in my, you know, my late teens, um, I, so by eight, by 19, I was already a father of two. Dude, you were already like 40. Okay, exactly. <laughs> I tell pe- people look at me now, and they're like, "Oh man, you know, you look so young." I go, "Well, I'm, I'm actually 90 years old inside." You know. <laughs> yes. So, I have lived a long life. <laughs> so there's been a lot that's gone on, um, but you know, we just it, it just kind of transforms that way, right? You just kind of are living in this um, in these moments and taking every opportunity and doing what you can with them and some of them work out and some of them don't but you learn a lesson you learn a lesson so here time. we are as, as older adults sitting here talking we were talking before the mics turned on about opportunities and connections and you know we had a lot we have a lot in common it's like how how do you think that your beginning of 12 years old this is little mitch phone party got you to where you're at now that's a deep question. Yeah, I think, uh, and you know what, I, I have a very specific answer to that, right? Okay. Because it goes even before 12, right? Oh, wow. um, in 19, so I'll, you want to, we'll go deep. Okay, we'll go okay. deep. So in, my drink here. yeah, in 1982, um, my mom gets remarried, right? Um, to this amazing person, um, my stepdad. And, and, um, Gets married, everything's great. A few months into the marriage, um, she starts getting really sick, feeling really sick, really sick, um, and oh, wow. you can definitely tell that something is something wrong. wrong. Right? Yeah. So she she starts going to see a bunch of doctors. Right, one doctor after the next, they can't figure out what's wrong with her. Oh, right, wow. and so um, she finally goes to this to this one doctor and. You know, he runs a test and he comes back to her and he says to her, listen, you're, you're making this all up. Wow. Okay. You're making this up. You are, you know, there's nothing really wrong with you. You're perpetuating this, this sickness and you know, you just need to, um, you just need to, you know, get on with it. Right. And get over this and, and move on. Wow. My mom was like, no, I don't think so. You know, I, I know my body. I know that something is mm-hmm. wrong. So she went and saw another doctor, Dr. Feinberg in Miami, Florida. Okay, if anybody's listening. Okay. Um, just one of the most amazing humans, right? Oh, wow. He goes and he sees my mom. She, they do the test. He leaves the room. A few minutes he comes back and he goes, call your family and tell them that you're being admitted to the hospital right now. You're going into chemotherapy. You have stage four. What? Non-Hopkins lymphoma. Oh no. Yes. And what she didn't know at the time was that she actually had end of stage four. Okay. Just a few weeks to live. Okay. And she made a decision at that point to essentially not participate in that feeling, not allow fear, not allow anything to dictate what was going to happen in her life. Something was going to happen, it was going to happen, right? Right. 
I was just on the phone with my mom yesterday. Oh, wow. So, so she's still here. She's still, oh yeah, she's great. And look, I get, I get, I get I, emotional. I about know, it. you're not going to see it, but his eyes are gla- they're getting glassy. They're getting watery. Yeah, yeah, well, because you know what? It's your mama. Yeah, it, it, and not only that, it's a, it's, a, it's a message that I hope a lot of people hear because it's so easy for us to just quickly throw in the towel because we don't think that there is, you know, that, that things are going to get better. No matter how dark they get, mm-hmm. at that point, that's mm-hmm. probably the darkest that I know anybody that, that I share things with um, that could get, right? Like you're, wow. you're at that place, you've mm-hmm. got two kids, you just got married. Um, and you're in past stage four. And you're at the end, right? And to the fortitude, the, the strength to be able to do that and to tell the human body and the mind, really the mind, no. No, we're not gonna go there. We're not gonna go there, we're gonna, we're gonna go over here, right? And mm-hmm. then to beat it, and then to become the woman that she's that she is today, right? And the lives that she's affected and changed for the better, the positive energy, and just you know, um, she's a very spiritual woman. She believes in in you know the power of God, right? And for her, and right, and right. and she shares that with people, and she makes sure that that's a very important thing for all of us, right? Like, take it however you want to take it, right? right? Um, but but understand that there's a there's a there's a power that you can harness, you know, and yeah. that there's a that we're here we're here we're given a gift, right? Mm-hmm. So don't waste it, don't waste one moment of it. And so that that kind of um, instilled a belief system and a perspective on life. That was your platform for that was it. taking off. That was it. That was that and, was like that was it. I and and even to this day, people springboard. that I'm trying to see. Yeah, exactly your right. Yeah, exactly your right. Okay. My 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 wife and I talk a lot right now as we go through hard times and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. And one of the things that we have kind of listened to and and kind of um, adapted into our into our life is is you know the the slingshot, right? You know, like the slingshot and you're pulling it back and it's just tighter it's, and tighter yeah, yeah, and tighter yeah. and Especially it, if it's an old rubber band that's or, it oh, it's yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. it feels like it's gonna break right yes. and that for so many of us that's kind of where our mind takes us to right oh, yeah. and like you're there and you know you just feel like you're gonna break right and we've all been there and probably happens to us quite a few and times. And it still happens to even the strongest people. We were talking about that. Marissa, who's my co-host with um, the fucking Queens are Dead, she said, your brain is there to protect you. It's the flight or fight. That's right. And so it's always going to tell you, no, 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 don't go over there. Right. This is dangerous. Right. But, yeah. But you, you're going to go through this in life mm-hmm. regardless, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to understand that the slingshot is meant to you pull it back and eventually when the timing is right you let go and when you let that thing go after going through all that and you stay with it and you and you get even sharper and you you become even more committed and you're hungrier and you're ready right your your skills are ready everything is at its height when that slingshot lets go you fly farther than you would have ever flown before right you are propelled in, wow. in, with motion that that's that, a great metaphor <coughs> yeah I'm I think, gonna copy that metaphor yeah, yeah. really I'm just visually thinking about like a cartoon you know right. we've all seen the cartoons right. where, you, where you that happens um, what would you say because this is, we're going in another direction which is perfectly normal right. what would you say to someone who's sitting listening or driving listening to this and they're like but Mitch 
you don't know the shit I've been through right now. You don't know what, I mean, what kind of inspirational message would you tell that person? I think that um, one of the best analogies, right, that, that people kind of are aware of is, um, you know, if you take your problems, write them on a piece of paper and stand in a circle and throw all your problems into a hat mm-hmm. and you can see what everybody's problems are, you most likely will pick up your problem. You're you're on, you know what? I, I got this. I think, I think I'm good with this. I'm going to take this. I can, I can make this work. I can make it work. Even though it's really fucked up, I can make it work because I know sure. how to do it. Because, yeah. yeah. And, then, and, you know, I think uh, that's something that I talk to uh, the teams that I coach, right, mm-hmm. or, or people or, you know, um, is like, you know, when you see that, mm-hmm. now, now it puts into perspective, like, I know what I've been through. Right? I know the shit that I've gone through. Yes. And yet... I'm willing to take mine back because this person's gone through more. More, yes. So it's 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 not so much of a tit for tat. They go through more, I go through less. It's more like we both have gone through things that aren't that pleasant. Right. That maybe um, you know I'm not where I want to be at in mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the thing, the lesson that you learn from my mom's story, right? Um, her name's Barbara. Um, Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Barbara. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna meet her. The the um, lesson that you hear that, that I take away from that I try to share with everybody right because that mm-hmm. happened we experienced it and now I'm trying to give that out to everybody that's listening and to you right yeah. um, is that your your darkest times mm-hmm. are only your darkest times in the past they that already happened mm-hmm. so you you have to live now right think of what your future is and make it your present so that you can change it Right? Like mm-hmm. you cannot just sit uh, perpetually just sitting. I heard a, a, a great thing is uh, Will Rogers said, you know, um, you have to choose the it's something like, you know, something like this. Choose the right track for your life, but don't just sit. Yeah, but if you just sit there, you'll get run over eventually. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's say you're on a bad track. You've gone through a lot. It's tough times. It's dark and you just don't know how to get out of it right? right at that moment and so many people will will stop i know i do these you know these mini workshops um and there's some new ones that i'm, I'm creating and it's like especially for moms it's like why, why why do they stop well i know why i stopped but i know my reasons for stopping so i'm always trying to empower somebody like look here's your list of crap right here's your possibilities and they're probably less Right. So what do you tell somebody who has less possibilities but a bigger long list of, of poo-poo? You have, like, you, have, you have a chance, yeah. right? Yeah. You, you are breathing. You have a chance. Yeah, there's not a chalk outlined around your body there's right not, now. You're not. You're, yeah. you're still here. You can still keep going. You yes. must, right, like anything else, right? You must decide on what your destination is. Mm-hmm. And then you must take action to get there. Right. You know, and you, you, when you do that, mm-hmm. right, uh, uh, you know, there's a saying that we, that we bring up in, in my kind of circle is, you know, action creates clarity. Oh, absolutely. Right? I so, don't care if it's shitty action. It's right. just action. It's so, just making that next move, even if it. you're not sure. Right. Because, and, and we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, right? But, uh, you know, it's, it's the thing is people fear, right? They have mm-hmm. fear, so they don't do anything. And then it just gets worse. Um, but to get out of it, you do something and then, <laughs> then you, like, you, you realize, <gasps> you realize, you realize that, you know, like, you know, th- there's the opportunity. You have one opportunity, make it 
Take it. Go. Don't yeah. wait. Don't wait because time waits for nobody. Oh, right? I don't know. So yeah. if that yeah. is a universal fact, which of which there's there, there are there are, but there's so much that people mm-hmm. say is fact, and and this is a big thing that I've learned in marketing right now. This is like my number one, number one thing. When we can get into this a little bit later, mm-hmm. but really it's you know uh, you 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 must understand that for the most part it's a belief. Well, and then Not also, fact, you know? if you look up the word belief in the dictionary, it means idea. Right. So it's just an idea. That's it. It's not fact. It's an idea. So for people who have their certain beliefs, and that's okay. We respect people's beliefs. We're respecting their ideas. That's all it is. I cannot break it down any more simpler. Is that a word, simpler? It is right that now. Is <laughs> that is right now. Because we're drinking vodka with yeah. ruby red... Ruby red um, I don't know. It's really, you handed me this, and it's very delicious. <laughs> it's very good. It's refreshing. And then we had a coffee. Um, so it's so funny. We mentioned earlier, like pers- on a perspective, when people see people who are doing really cool things, they don't realize that the person who's actually doing that, they have their struggles, but they keep going. Right. And so when you coach people or you coach teams, and kind of give us a little bit of insight on that. Are you coaching teams from your business? Are you coaching people individually? Yes. Yeah, so... Um, Basically, what I what I've really focused on is growth strategies for mm. business people, right? Okay. For, for entrepreneurs, I help okay. small business entrepreneurs go from stuck to thriving fast. Mm. Okay? okay. The way I do that is that I I focus on on the one thing okay. that will allow them to get to their destination, right? get to their goals, mm-hmm. um, so that they don't have to do any other things right now, right? What is the average one thing? Because I know people that are listening, like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. Okay, so <laughs> what would be what would be the one thing, the average one thing of the people that you do coach that will get them to their goals? So, What's um, the average? Is so it- it's basically asking the right question. Okay, there okay. you go. So, so the power of, of knowledge, mm-hmm. figuring stuff out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is really about the power of the questions that you ask. Yeah, because you were asking me some powerful questions right. before this, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I never thought of that. But that's wonderful. That's the best thing, right? Because yeah. the, if, uh, and, and I, I, I was telling you, one of the, the best books that illustrates how to do this. Yes. And, what and, was it called again? Yeah, it's yeah, it's called The One Thing. Um, and it's by Gary Keller. Okay. Um, and if you hear it on Audible, it's kind of like a really cool, the way they, they, they uh, deliver it on, on the Audible version is really neat. But the book okay. is fantastic. And it's basically just explaining this very the, the simple principle, right? Okay. Figure out what the one thing that you need to do that will allow you to, if you could do this one thing, then you don't have to do really, the other things aren't as important or they, you might not even need to do them to accomplish your goal, right? So if you can do this one thing, um, then, then it really opens up everything else. It allows everything else to become easier in your life because we have this like crazy prioritization thing, right? Where we're like, well, but this <laughs> life is faster now. I don't know. I mean, anyone who's listening, I mean, you can understand like your phone will blow up with a text message. Sure. It'll blow up with uh, a DM. It'll right. your email is endless. Um, social media. I mean, 
it's just how do you hone in on that one thing because there's so much <clears throat> again you have you have to ask you have to be able to answer that question mm -hmm. right it's a focus question okay. and they talk about it there right like okay um what's the one thing i need to do today to ensure that i lose my 10 pounds by the end of this month Oh, right. Of yeah, don't eat goldfish. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm just snacking on my goldfish. Right, right, right. But I get it. Yeah. Right. So, like, at, at its simplest form, mm -hmm. there. Right now, what's interesting, right, is when people like when we haven't even gotten to what I'm doing, right, and, right, and right. different things, right. But you know, uh, how can I say just do this one thing? Mm -hmm. Yet I'm doing coaching sessions. I have online courses. I have. I'm consulting, right? right? Small business. And not only that, you're a parent, you're a spouse, Correct. a business partner. Correct. Right. I mean, a homeowner. I mean, there's, I mean, the car breaks. I mean, there's just, you just keep going. Right, right. Yeah. So life is happening. There, right? there, there is no, yeah. you're not stopping anything. And uh, another fantastic point of the book, which, you know, it's just, mm -hmm. I really dig the message in the book because it, I, I feel like it resonates with me personally. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much, right? They talk about, you know, the myth of the work-life balance. There right. is no work-life balance. Correct. It is bullshit. Right. Okay, anybody <laughs> saying that? I, I can't remember who told me this or I read it somewhere. You just give 100% to where you're at in the moment. There is the one thing, right? Because yeah. the one thing is that you've decided on this, I'm gonna focus on Hearing creating that. this podcast right. and being successful with this podcast, which means when you're in podcast making mode, oh then this is the only thing mm -hmm. that you're focusing on because to get to 20 million subscribers, right. you have to do this well every single time, right? right? So perhaps that is your one thing, right? But and for those people that are listening because they're like, oh, my podcast is, I haven't started it. Everybody starts with crappy crap. I mean, you don't start out as an expert. So if you, be, if you listen to the very beginning of, of my podcast, some of the episodes are not the best. The, the audio is not the best. The content's pretty good, but I kept going. You keep going, and it's just the way it is. Yeah. So it's that one thing. Oh my God, this is so wonderful. I gotta it, get it that It could book. be, you know, and I think um, I think for thing. for most people, you ask me like, what's mm -hmm. like the one thing? Yeah, the average of that one. <clears throat> the first and most important thing is, I think, what gets into everybody's way, right? Because mm -hmm. we sabotage our own success, we mainly, do. right? Is it truly come into grips with understanding that what what is happening is that you have fear. You're allowing fear to dictate everything that you're doing, right? I can't create a podcast because what if nobody listens to it? Who's gonna listen to me? What? If, I don't have anything good to say. Uh, well, you know, I don't. Um, you know, I don't even know. I'm not an expert, right? Mm -hmm. Case in point. We sat here today and you told me, right? Because yes. the one the one channel I haven't gone through, which I absolutely am, am going to do. Oh, um, please share. Because we were just talking about what it would take for me to get to, what was it? <laughs> a, a 200 million, I don't know, millions of subscribers. Right. And I'm like, oh, having Joe Rogan. But Joe Rogan wouldn't want to talk to me. But I mean, that was just a great example of why you said he would. Well, and I was like, what? Well, because you said, I, you know, you used the, I'm not worthy. Yeah, right? I don't think and, I have a big enough following. And a lot of people. Yeah may not even say that out loud, right? right? But right. that is the feeling. I, who am I right. to put something together, right. right? Who am I to write a blog? Who am I to make a video? Who am I to give any kind of perspective, mm -hmm. right? Or the other one is, I just work at, or I just do blank. I am just this, I am just that, right? Yes, and, uh, we've all done that, I've done that. Right? Yeah. It's, you think small, mm -hmm. you'll get small results. Right. You think big, well, then you can think enormous 
right? True. Because if you can think big, then where, where are you going to stop? Are you going to stop? So we're going to reach out to Joe and say, I have 22,000 followers, Joe. Well, that was, your, yeah, that was your thing, right? You <laughs> said, I, I'm not sure I'm not worthy because I, I only have 23,000 followers. And right. I said, well, hearing Joe Rogan and seeing him, and I think we've, we've kind of all grown up, you and I, yeah, like kind yeah. of Fear with Factor him and all that, right? And UFC and yeah. I yeah. doubt very seriously <laughs> that Joe Rogan would tell you, listen, I have the time. I would love to talk to you. You seem like a really good person. Um, but you need another thousand followers for me to like enter- entertain this this thing, right? Right. Uh, you never know. It, it wouldn't happen, right? right. He, I, I feel like somebody like him or anybody else. Or anybody else, because he would, doesn't really go on other people's podcasts. He's no, busy. but he, I bet if you saw him, but yeah. right? Oh, the guy yeah. is a the guy is. He's a human being. He's a human that mm-hmm. is has been in your shoes. There was a point when Joe Rogan needed to, you know, had one mic, one idea. One thing, and right. he just decided not to, to participate right. in that part of his brain, allowing him to keep him restricted, yeah. right? For business, and this is why I have such an affinity for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Yes. And if you're a receptionist right now, right, uh-huh. and you have dreams of that corner office, right? Right, for yourself. It is, it is about understanding that the only thing the only thing Mm -hmm. that's keeping you from not achieving that is your self and your your belief that you're not capable of doing that and we come i'm going to do this full circle like my friend says circle the wagon around in, in in texas do you feel or do you believe that that is created from our culture our upbringing society where we have this small thinking where do we get that from because as children oh what do you want to be when you grow up oh I want to be you know an archaeologist and an artist and a doctor and a president you know so where along the timeline did we go oh I can't do that um does that make sense yeah absolutely I mean I think I think that's I think that there's a um somewhere somebody I think that there's a society kind of like feeling the peer pressure right like Mm -hmm. I have to conform with this system that's in place. Right. When I don't conform with the system, I am subject to ridicule, to people telling me you're different. Judgment. Right. Yes. Which is, uh, we can get on that, but that is something that I, I, I just went through an, an hour long discussion on where I think the core core um or my as my wife says a root cause analysis yes right (laughs) Uh, she's like my husband she's analytical well she's a business analyst so everything comes down to this like one you know this one uh uh, component right and it is um i believe that judgment Mm -hmm. right is the catalyst for us doing or not doing things right like like you, everybody, right? You're wearing. You come in and you're wearing a nice jacket. Somebody goes, "Oh my God, why are you wearing a jacket?" Oh well, what does it matter to you that I'm wearing a jacket? This is kind of my style, right? Like I, <laughs> right? So it's so bizarre that to me. That has happened to sure. me. Oh, anybody who's listening, someone told me you, you wear that T-shirt a lot. I'm like, yes, I own it because I do wear. It was, it's my Ninja Turtle T-shirt. I'm, oh, I love that T-shirt. I have a lot of pictures of the Ninja Turtle T-shirt. I've seen it. You've seen it, <laughs> yes. But this is my favorite T-shirt. So when somebody says you wear that a lot, I'm like, yes, because I own it. But you know what? 20 years ago, I wouldn't have had the cojones to say that. I would have been like, oh, maybe I do wear it too much. So that's the. I think that that's a. Mm. I think that that's a place where people seem to. Yeah. 
It really just kind of it hurt. It, it hurts their progression towards living a better life, living a happier life, doing the things that they want. You you decide that you're going to abide by these rules that no, there's they're just kind of made up, right? Like you just kind of like. Boy, if I if if I do this, am, is somebody going to yell at me, or am I going to get in trouble? No, yes. but you 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 perpetuate that, right? And that is universal. So if somebody's listening to me and like, well, that's me, you're not alone, right? Right? Like it's happened to all of us. I think it's okay to be a rule breaker. I'm not saying break the law, but be a rule breaker for certain things. Yeah, it's okay to uh, do it and then apologize later. What's that saying? Uh, 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 ask for permission. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's easier to, to ask for forgiveness and permission, there you right? Go. Yep, yep. Oh yeah, I definitely like that one. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that that's a uh, that's a thing. I think that's that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really when you're when you're asking me like um, like what am I doing and right. who am I coaching and so what is what's next for you and your company? And oh, by the way, we're in the middle of it. What's the name of your company? Where can so so you basically, and- um, you can find me at MitchGonzalez.me, um, mm-hmm. and and that's where I'm going to put a little bit more emphasis over the past, you know, what's happened with me is that I basically have this ability, right? right. To have this skill set um, that allows me to connect with people very quickly, um, kind of understand what problem they have, mm-hmm. right? And then I'm able to connect the dots very quickly to get them out of that problem, right? So right. I'm essentially a problem solver, mm-hmm. and I do that as a consultant. I kind of tell people what to do, and I provide them the resources to solve that problem. Um, as a coach, I basically work with people to to bring out. They have the answers already, right? Like right. You, you have the I answer have the to right. Have to dig for that's them a it, and more. and that's what that's what the cool part of like you know mm-hmm. um, psychologists and mm-hmm. um, counselors at schools, and right. I heard that the counselor that you had, right? You know, it's like you're able to like dive in mm-hmm. and pull, like extract the answers because you have it, right? You have the capabilities of 20 right. million subscribers, right? It's right, like, right. Like you've, it's just you, a matter of time. You just and, have and to like, right. the mechanics that's it. keep going. Right, you need to make sure it. that the actions that you're taking every day or and whenever you're doing it. by the way, it. just when people are like, oh, they, a friend of mine, how long have you been writing? Well, I've been journaling for over 20 years. Right. So it is writing. It's not considered, you know, published writing, but it's, it's the actual practice sure. of writing, writing, writing. So. What is your idea where uh, people say it takes over 10,000 hours of doing something to become an expert in that? I think that, uh, so I, I don't you, know about, heard, yeah, yeah, that? sure, yeah, yeah, sure. We've all I, heard that. I think that what, um, so I don't know about the exact, the exact amount, but what I can tell you is that anything that has been earned mm-hmm. has been earned over time. Oh, yes. It's okay. So uh, you'll hear a lot of people like let's say you know I have uh, I have a couple projects so we'll talk about those in a second but um, if if tomorrow one of these projects goes to you know makes me a hundred million dollars okay right? well then somebody will go man he came on the scene in 2019 and 2020 he's made a hundred million dollars he's an overnight success exactly right but they don't know what happened when Mitch was 12 years right. old at the phone party okay, exactly right yeah oh that's goodness. exactly right it. There is so few um, things that are, you know, instant and overnight success. Yeah, it's not just add water and stir like people think. And I think we get that from um, social media because people only like to portray or post things that are positive, which is a good thing because we all need positivity. And 
I don't, I, I like to post sometimes the, the crappy part of what I'm going through, but there has to be a, a, a good end to it because if you're always just having a bad day, bad day, bad day, you never really turn it around and nobody's going to want to. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with somebody who's just having a bad day every day. Like, oh, well, hope, here's, a, here's a couple books to hopefully help. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I'm shutting her off. Here, here's no, a podcast. Yeah, I'm blocking uh, her off. But, yeah. but to share a little bit of it, the, the challenging part of being a human. But then, look, this is what I did to fix it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what we need to see. We need to see that as well, not just super everything's super Well, positive. and I think you are. I mean, here's my question to you. Now, I, I, so it's a question because this is part of, like, my business, right, is, right. is um, one of the ways that I solve people's sales problems right mm -hmm. there's a small business owner mm -hmm. and you're going how do i get more business because you're a small business owner you're probably an expert at mm -hmm. this thing that you do right. you're a roofer you're a mover you're a, a painter you're a, an accountant you're a lawyer you have spent all of your time mm -hmm. learning your craft perfecting you're great at it and you know that all you need is mm -hmm. to get in front of somebody right to share your story with them right. and you're going to knock their socks off. They're going to be so happy with what you do, right? right? And they're going to get results. And they're going to get, they're gonna, it's going to be, it's going to be the best thing. Right. So then why are so many people struggling, right? Why? They have a very tough time understanding mm -hmm. how to communicate mm. what they do. You brought this up. Right? You I did. I did. Right. You have a very yeah. tough time explaining mm -hmm. what you do. Why? I think because two things number one there's a money issue mm -hmm. people hate to say i'm this great i can help you but it's gonna cost you x but take the word but out right just say it's gonna cost it's you. gonna cost you this right, right? and they don't want to have that kind of it's, it's tough because i think a lot mm -hmm. of it comes back to that value like i'm not worthy right, right. what am i gonna do mm -hmm. you know um and what's funny is so i've been consulting and and, and working with companies hundreds of millions of dollars mm -hmm. right big organizations um that you know if you were to take a look at it on paper you'd go these people are a mess they're not communicating with anybody they have no sales process they don't have they just somehow <laughs> built this momentum and they have these you know products that are worth a lot of money and so they sell a few of them and before you know it they're making a hundred million dollars yeah you know but but then they come in and they go, how do we grow this faster, uh -huh, right? Faster, right. Because everybody wants faster, bigger, better. Right. How do we grow this faster? Mm -hmm. Well, it took them 30 years, 40 years to make 50 million, right? That's right. It. Now they want to go to 100 million. They're going to double their revenue and they want to do it right. in 24 months, mm. right? How do we do that? Okay, yes, you can do that. Mm -hmm. But what I can tell you, and this is, I guess, if there's one thing I can tell everybody here, right? Yeah. Wherever you're at in yeah. your business life or personal life or whatever, and you've gone, man, I've, I've gone here, but now I want to achieve this the growth. Level, the next level. What got you here will not get you there. Exactly. Plain and simple. Oh, God, yeah. That's okay. an, is it Einstein? Who said that? I don't know. I thought it was me. I thought I made that up. Well, yeah, I it. it was Einstein. <laughs> yeah, I, I, get, I, get, I get confused yeah. with Einstein all the time. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> You look just like yeah, him. right. right. I'm just kidding. He, you know, that's that's. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the big takeaways, right? That mm -hmm. that you learn, especially as I coach and consult, mm -hmm. is really I'm learning the whole time, right? I'm I'm learning what people have done. I'm learning what they're trying to do. I'm learning about what things work and what things don't work. And then you look at it and you say, okay, you you can't just grow on 
repeats and referrals and pats on the back and no. sending people to and a conference, you know? And there's also something else that I've learned. It's the people that you don't know that will make you your money. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, your friends and family are great in the beginning, but they're not going to take you right. up and, like right. you said, with, with the slingshot. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I've heard you bring up the you know the mentoring and the coaching and yes. investing in that and what a you know the the, the windfall that comes from mm-hmm. that of course right because these are people that are experts at what they right? do and they have the answers to the questions you're asking right how do I grow it what what's next what, okay it's this yeah. social media thing yeah I, I get it I'm posting I'm doing this but how does somebody actually grow their business with social media. Well, I'll tell you how. They understand the mechanisms that are in place, the platforms, everything. How to understand the data, how to mine the data, what the how to decipher what that data Mm -hmm. means, how to build automated systems so that you're not sitting there sending a thousand emails a month. And or your, ba- your bounce rate. People didn't even. I was talking to somebody. You know what's your what's your bounce rate? The what? Right. The bounce. You know, nobody's reading that email. They're just like. Whatever. Well, they're, they're probably. You know, where does it start? They've got the wrong people, right? They got True. the wrong audience. Wrong They've got content, the wrong message. Wrong content. And they're sending it at the wrong time. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so. so uh, my mentor and I'm very, very lucky, right? So I'll use lucky here to have a mentor that's actually a, a very good friend mm-hmm. an absolute wonderful human one of the m- most wonderful people in the planet okay oh, wow. because every time i speak to him every time that we work on something it enriches my life it has helped me oh wow build my business it's helped me do everything That's priceless it is amazing right and yeah. and these people are around by the way his name is armando signs <laughs> <laughs> shout uh, out to armando yes okay. armando is just an amazing human being and and he's not the only one right and he right. shares Hey man, I just learned this here. Hey, I just um, you know when you're thinking about this, um, an analogy that we use when we're giving um, uh, a coaching to some people, and 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 we're talking to them about um, you know we kind of start off with your avatar, right? Like yes. understanding who your target audience is, who are these people that you're trying to reach, right? Because right. if you got the wrong people, right. it doesn't matter how great your product is, how great your message is. You know, and I want to interject here because I have another friend of mine. Her name is Sherry that I found through Dan Meredith from the UK. And so this is, man, this is brilliant. So she said, here's a problem to some people not taking a chance on them, on themselves. They don't know who the fuck they are in the first place. Oh, right. Like you got to figure out who you are. Right. So what do you, what do you, what's advice to that? I mean, you, you will again, right? It's, it's asking those questions. What is my purpose? Right. Yeah. Like. And, and getting to purpose and all that, that can get very deep and, and a lot of that. But who are you trying to serve, right? Because at the end of the day, if somebody asks me, what do you do? And I say, I serve my clients. I, I, I serve small business owners mm-hmm. that typically, especially now, have service companies, mm-hmm. right? That need help generating more business, plain and simple. They need jobs, not necessarily anything else, right? They don't right. need branding. Because they're too small, right? They're and that a lot of people waste right. so much money on branding. Um, branding has a time and a purpose. It but does. But even before you start branding, I mean, you need to know who you are, right. what you're doing, and why you're doing it. So you find that out by doing the work. Exactly. By, by doing the jobs. Right. Because at that point, you can understand 
these people I mean, that's that are repeatable. You, yeah. you find it by doing the work. You did, and so it. many people do. I've had people, you know, in my workshops when I tell them what, how to get started on a certain project, they're like, "Oh my God, that's a lot of work." And I put a post out the other day. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook. It was what's his name? I can't remember his name. He's an actor. It's the ugly face he made. And it's like that's the look I get. I want to make when I tell people, "Yeah, it is work. It's called work." Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the action, right? And yeah. and the point is, work less make more right eventually yes because so how do you do that well you you ask the right questions you do the right the you know you do the work you do your research you ask your your audience what do they want right if you're a if you're a roofer mm-hmm. and you've done a thousand jobs how many of those people have you gone back and said and and really understood where they were when they made that decision to call you what point was it just because they had a hailstorm was it just because you know how did they get from understanding that they needed service to getting calling you to you doing the job and then leaving what happened there and so many people take that for granted right 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 you have a you have a coffee shop people come in they buy coffee they leave you never ask for the you never ask their name. You don't have their information. You um, know nothing. Shout out to the people who have coffee shops. I have <laughs> friends that own coffee shops, so that's worth listening to again. They Contact. Ask them. They, your customers have all, so many of the answers that you need. So I'm gonna. This is a golden <laughs> nugget. You ready? I'm ready. Your customer is the product. Okay. Yeah. I was told that three years ago. Your customer is the product. Yeah. And that's how you find out. You, you, you mind that product, right? You you mm-hmm. you learn what motivates them, what their beliefs mm-hmm. are, what why what are their fears, why do they choose to to go to you versus somebody else, or why are they going somewhere else instead of coming to you? What what is it about your offering, mm-hmm. which is a we can get into that. You have to come back again. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a win, right? That's <laughs> a win, win. Like, yeah, we're gonna have Mitch back. <laughs> yeah. Mitch. So basically, that's what we do. You know, uh, um, right now, my the projects that I'm working on right now, um, I've really kind of brought everything down to just a very select few. Right. I have one um, really, really amazing large project. This this really cool problem that I'm working with okay. some amazing people. It's in the, the moving and storage space. Okay. Um, um, and, and as that kind of develops here in the next couple months, um, you know, we're going to be doing something really cool, really going to help, I believe thousands and thousands of people, um, that, that are, that are like my people that, okay. that need, that they need, need that need the help well, we because they're amazing. Back. Yeah. And I can't wait to share that. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely. I help. Uh, I have a uh, a, a barber yeah. course called um, Business of Barbering, and what I'm trying to do. I love the barber industry and salon. My like right. my, my your, your aunt, hair yeah. shows yeah. it too. Yes, very nice hair. <laughs> thank you, thank hair. you. That's with, with <laughs> that's with one of Houston's. Um, absolutely, not only one of the best barbers skill wise, but another amazing human being, um, Chris Riccio. Um, he's in downtown Houston, and and he's just. Uh, He's actually in the the, the Pennzoil building down there. But, um, but it looks good. But you know, um, just an amazing human, and um, and so I absolutely love those people. Right? These are people that have dreams and ambition and the skill set, and they're creative and they're just really cool. Mm-hmm. And they just they you know they struggle because you know it's hard to open up a shop a retail well, location it's hard, period to be an entrepreneur and i was telling a friend of mine look well, if i've had jobs you can have a shitty week you're still gonna get your check on friday right 
Well, I, here I have I have I have something to I have a uh, something to rebuttal with you there. Okay. Okay. It's um, hard is just a story that we tell ourselves. True. Right. So we can get over that. <laughs> uh, yeah. True. So yeah, so hard, that, yeah. So I help them with businessofbarbering.com, um, and we have courses that we're we're putting people through, and it's really helping a lot. Um, and then um, and then I have this really cool project that's more of a it's just kind of a hobby ish right now, but there, there's 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 an end goal for it, um, which is called Watch and Learn Global. Um, you can find that on Instagram, um, and the same as Business of Barbering, um, and that is uh, where we're just kind of teaching people about watch ownership in its entirety, how to choose a watch, buy the right watch for you, um, invest in the right watch because there it is. Uh, I'm finding more and more that when people are uh, having a diverse portfolio and and they say that, and then you look at okay, well, what's your portfolio? And they're like, well, I've got stocks, I got bonds, I got, I have a 401k, and I have, and I have all this. And you're like, yeah, but that's all paper. And you know, if the president tweets something in the morning, stock prices go down. If they tweet something at night, that's a very volatile thing. Yes. So let me let me look at things that stand the test of time. And what's interesting, as I've been finding out, is how a watch, the watch, the right type of watch oh, investment. Yeah. You know, you could wear it for two years and sell it at a profit. There's not a lot of things that you can do with that. You know, wow. that you can do there. So there's like things like that. Um, art, right? Artwork, like, you know, yeah. artwork and stuff. And so we're kind of just talking to people about that. Again, just educating people on um, a subject that we find super cool, mm -hmm. right? Um, I like that because it's different. It's not, it's unusual. Yeah. It's yeah. the unusual, usual things that we yeah. need to look at. Yeah. And so I think that those are the, those are the, those are the perspectives that you can do. And, and, and right now with, you know, when people look at social mm -hmm. um, and, and digital and they get, worried because they don't understand it this is there's never been a better time to connect with people that are like-minded that have the same interests yes that curate their content specifically to things and if you fall into that feed into their thing then now you're in a personal space with them mm -hmm. it's an absolutely amazing way to connect and it's also true not everyone's invited we always we repeat this not everyone's invited to the party not everybody's included and it just you know no feelings hurt but you'll, you'll know whether you belong or don't belong sure it just is and mm -hmm. so um and i've had people come in they're like they just they don't fit you can't put a round peg in a square hole right. or vice versa right um so we're running out of time, but it's I been want, so cool. It's been so cool. We're gonna have to come back. We're gonna have Mitch back again for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to make sure I have every link that I'm gonna post where they can find you. But anybody wants to find you on Instagram, where do they find you? Right. Yeah. Now? Um, uh, Mitch Gonzalez um, Biz. Okay. Um, and that's on Insta. That's on Insta. It's Gonzalez Two Z's. Okay. On the Cuban side. Um, so um, Mitch Gonzalez Biz, and um, then my other ones are Watch and Learn Global. Okay. If you want to learn about watches, you have a, a love. Uh, you're a watch enthusiast, and you mm. just dig them. And there's some cool stuff. We we have some cool things there, and um, and then the business of barbering, which is business underscore of underscore barbering. And these are all on Instagram. Are you on any other platform? That we have uh, our YouTube channel, um, which you can get through. Um, through Instagram right now because we're kind of for watch and learn um, okay. is, is there and is there uh, a link on the bio there'll, there'll be a link well actually what we have really one of the cool things now is you know with with Facebook and what they're doing um, yes. just so that everybody understands is like they're really moving everything to groups private groups and yes. group settings 
um, because that is that's really the best way you to know, do that. One of the things I want to come back with with you, and maybe we can help each other, is um, monetizing on groups because that is, I mean, there's there's something about being in a really good group, and you pay to be in the group, but you you know you're getting a lot for your money, and right. it's not like it's an outrageous amount because I've been in paid. Facebook groups and I've learned a lot Uh, and then of course I leave when I think I'm done I need to go do my own thing so we need to come back and talk about that yeah groups are are, are amazing and Mm -hmm. it's uh, and done right it really again now imagine you have all these people that just Mm -hmm. have the same interest in you they're part of your same little club right right? and then from there if you have a course or you have a solution to a problem they tell you right off the bat hey we just really want to know how to run Facebook ads Okay, great. Here, great. here's a Facebook ad course. Here's your course. And there, there it is, and, and you monetize oh, on gosh, that. Yeah. yeah, and they love it, and they're you know you're helping each other, and that's part of. And a lot the of people business. want. I mean, yes, you could go YouTube it, you can go Google it, but what I'm learning is people don't have the time, and so they want the cheat sheet of it. They were like, give yeah, me, yeah. give me the the nuts and bolts. You can YouTube till you know the sun comes <laughs> up, the moon. Yeah. And I have. <laughs> right. The fact is that what you what you need uh-huh. is content and education that's built specifically to teach you how to do this and you so you can be successful with it that's what courseware is that's why we go to school mm-hmm. right and it's, and it's not just kind of like hey just start looking up videos on history they're right, going to tell right. you figure these things out this is how you're going to research it right. these are the resources that you're going to need right. and what's most important right now i think on the courses and online and the groups it's about the community Oh, absolutely. The okay. community. And I'm guilty. I have a little small Facebook group that I've neglected. Uh, I started it. I think mm-hmm. there's like 100 people in it. And every 100 now, people is a lot. That's good. Is it? And there's like, hey, you know, but I need to go back and go, hey, I'm, you know, I'm human. I dropped the ball. But here's, but I know they're watching all the other things I'm doing. You, you don't even need, uh, need to apologize yeah, for anything, say, right? Hey, hey, guys, I'm here. Let's talk. Yeah, we're right? back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm, I'm back. here. I do the same thing. There's, you know, and, and I want to get better at that. And I think we all do, right? And, right. And there's the people that are amazing at it. Those are the people that are the most successful because they figured out how to do it. You know, learn what they're doing. Yes. Figure out what they're doing. Ask if you, if you have to join a course to do that. You pay for it. You're going to make up that money a hundred times. Exactly. Of learning know. that. And that's what right. people have to get over. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm so glad you came in today. Yeah. And, so, Mike, thank you so much. Um, you awesome. Need a, you need a podcast, dude. Uh, tell me about it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been motivated by you going, uh, you need to get this you podcast. Need a podcast. Let's go start it today. Uh, I've just been like... Okay, well, what's my one thing? <laughs> How do I even do that? But but that's the, that's my that's my next um, absolutely my next. I think we can have a lot of fun with it. So I think you'll do good. If people like In it. Fact, let I me know. know you'll do good. Yeah, 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 yes, me, I know. think you'll do great. Yeah. Well, with that said, I want to thank everybody for listening, and thank you again to my guest, Mitch Gonzalez. Thank you for this is really me. cool. Um, this is Sharon Lee Zapata. If you need to reach out to me, you can email me at middlefingerhappiness at gmail, and you can also find me on Instagram at the bitchy business briefs. And, of course, on Facebook and Twitter, it's Sharon Lee Zapata and the Zapata Group. Oh, the Zapata Group just got a new Instagram. We got hacked by Russians two years ago. Oh, jeez. I did. It was shut down. So it's a brand new little... That's like Cold War style. It was a Cold War oh, style. Man, oh, oh, Lord. Anyway, so now at uh, the Zapata Group has a little Instagram account. So we'll, we'll grow it. Nice. So, anyway, peace out, guys. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, Mitch. Bye. <laughs>